What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Meet the Creatives. I am back in person. We're here at the Walker Hotel with the legendary Rich Chu. Rich, what's good? What's good, Rob? Thank you to the Walker Hotel for having me. Uh, sorry for the delay. Thank you to Susie and Peter and everybody here. Uh, Rich, this is not a paid ad. Your initial thoughts on the Walker Hotel. You've been here for about an hour now. I'm actually really impressed. Uh, well, we're downtown. Right by, I don't know what the exact cross streets are. We're by Broadway. We're like slightly below Canal. Yes. And uh, first impression is my first time physically walking into the space. Love the lobby. And the, the rooms are uh, really, really chic and also very cozy. And the experience on the second floor specifically with some of the other a- activations that they got going on here over at the Walker Hotel. I'm very impressed at the potential and also what we have currently in front of us in this podcast room, in this theater room, which I think has previously been an activation for the Tribeca Film Festival, which is no small deal. Shout out to Robert uh, De Niro, yes. who's the founder of the Tribeca Film Festival. Yes, and by the way- Not a paid ad. I also, too, have a lot of uh, fun facts about the Tribeca Film Festival. This year, it's the Tribeca Festival, I believe, because it is uh, outside of film. They're kind of broadening their horizons. Wait, so it's the Tribeca Festival now? I think it's the Tribeca Festival. Don't don't quote me on it, but I'm, it. I'm pretty sure that's it. You've been quoted. So what do they have now? They have like short-form TikToks? Well, I think because it's like the media f- has expanded beyond just film. Yeah. So it's like kind of um, uh, like a Vimeo, like short films kind of stuff and like those sort of like staff pick things. I'm Now I'm talking out of school but we'll see. <laughs> We're going to get back to what we know. Rich, thanks for being here. This is our third time uh, doing a podcast together. You are now in the lead for most times on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. This yeah. is going to be like a SNL five-timers club. Our last podcast was actually bef- right before the pandemic. It was... At the MTV studio. At the MTV studio about a month or two before. Right before. It was right like January. Before. I remember yeah. I had to take a very important phone call about work. Yeah. And then we were literally in that podcast room. It was a great episode, by the way. It really Amazing was. episode. And also, I, I got a lot of great messages, positive feedback from it. And also, you know, I just love talking to you. Have most of our conversations been in some sort of public forum with either a microphone or a smartphone in our faces? One could argue that our friendship is, is only over the airwaves, like, except for when we go on taco dates. That's why we're going to go to Wohop today. That's true. They don't serve tacos at Wohop. No, what? I'm just saying, but the, we went to tacos and that oh, was the one time we hung out with them. We're going to widen the aperture of our date type. Yes. We're now going to go to Wohop, which as, as a white kid from Jersey, I got to know, is, is Wohop like, is, is that legit? Or yeah. is that? Oh, okay. well, yes. Yeah. Well, to give you some context and also to listener and viewer for here at the Walker Hotel and also for all Meet the Creatives. And well, Lisa back there. Shout out to Lisa. Shout out to Lisa, Hey-o. by the way. Yeah. Ayo. Uh, <laughs> Lisa is killing it and also is amazing with the production. And uh, Wohop is OG. Um, I mean, I'm of a, of a certain age, uh, but when I was like really doing it up, like late night, Wohop was the spot to go to post club where you just be there until yes. like three or four a.m. in the basement. In the basement, yes, uh, with excellent food, family style, like love it. Um, shout out to the Wohop fam. And when I moved to Portland, Oregon, to go work at Nike, I bought two T-shirts from Wohop just so I could rock it while I was in Oregon and on Nike campus. So that's how legit it is. While we're on the topic. I also want to talk about like what's here in Tribeca because there's two Walker hotels, one in Greenwich Village and one here in Tribeca. And you actually, uh, the last time I was here with my wife, knew all about the spots in Tribeca. You uh, showed us this amazing rooftop bar and uh, we had a really good time. And there's a lot to do down here in Tribeca. So. Yeah. You know what? Shout out to, uh, shout out to Canal Street Market. Yes. They're great. I uh, love them and also shout out to the N train shout out to the N train shout out to the homies over Sunday afternoon they're also right down here in Tribeca yes 
Yeah. And First art show I ever went to was in Tribeca. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah, with the Sunday afternoon. Oh, that's cool. Is that I where I met so. you IRL? Yes, for the first time. Got it. Yeah. All right, let's get into some creative stuff here. Oh, let's do it. This is this has been amazing. Lisa, so far, so good. Shout out to Are Lisa. Are you subscribing and liking and reviewing on, on, on Apple Podcasts? Yeah, exactly. Are you uh, all smashing that like button? Yeah, smash the like button like we're YouTubers here. All right. Let's get this thing on track. Let's breathe through this, Rich. We're going to do it. This is so, I want, I'm going to leave this all in there. I've been hating myself lately, listening back to it, because I'm trying to be too curated, but I just yeah. want to have fun. This is what we're like. I agree. If you hang out with me and Rich outside of the of the podcast, this is what you're going to get. This is the exact type of energy that one can expect. Yeah. This is what most creatives are like. Don't let any of the, the ties or trips to cans fool you. All right. So. We've talked a lot about your career, but for people that are maybe finding you through the Walker Hotel Network, tell me a little bit about your journey. I know you worked at Nike. Yep. Now you have a very impressive, very scary title at, <laughs> at, at MTV or Crushing the Game. <laughs> Trying in like in like five minutes. In five minutes. Oh, that's a blast, long time, actually. Blast through your entire life. Oh, Don't make it too long. Wow. So blast through my life. So smash that <laughs> like button on my life. Yeah. Uh, currently, right now, I'm the vice president of digital design at and MTV over at Viacom CBS. I've been there for about four and a half years now, I think. Um, and the MTV Entertainment Group is a nine brand. So it's MTV, of course. That's where I started as our uh, VP of brand design there. But uh, we've since expanded to MTV, VH1, CMT, Logo, Comedy Central, Smithsonian Channel, Paramount Network, Pop TV, and TV Land. So it's a house of brands over at Viacom CBS. And before that, I was a uh, I was a great, fun, loving employee over at Nike. Uh, I designed sh- uh, sneakers for a couple of years. I'm living in Portland, Oregon. And uh, before that, I was. I'm just going backwards. It's weird. I don't know. How, That's I, cool. I kind of yeah, like yeah, it. It's, yeah, yeah. It's interesting to trace your career backwards. It's a, it's the, a, t- it's a time machine. Yeah. And then before that, I was a freelance a creative director, art director, um, doing the agency hustle out here. Are you timing me? Um, and uh, I was. One at, minute. Yeah, oh shit. <laughs> That's good. Okay. And I worked at a lot of cool agencies like uh, McCann. Uh, let's see, um, LBI. Um, I've done. Sunday stuff with publicists, yes. Oh, Sunday. Oh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, they represent me yeah. um, as an artist, so I still work with them. Actually, I'm working with them on like three projects for now, which is cool. Uh, and I was also a uh, I was a creative director over at Momentum, which is part of the McCann Group, working on clients like uh, American Express, um, Verizon, Espelone Tequila. Did a, actually before that, I did a couple of years at Broadway, uh, at an agency called AKA. We learned a lot about key art creation, uh, the utilization of typography, photography, uh, theater, live events, entertainment, and also I'm formally trained as an illustrator and designer. I got my master's degree in illustration over at the School of Visual Arts with uh, one Marshall Erisman as the chairman. And I think that's pretty much it. I thought you were going to go all the way back to like the womb. I thought we were going to keep on going. (laughs) I remember being in college, being completely jaded right around the time that I decided to maybe try out the show. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And then I discovered your work, Timothy Goodman. By the way, Timothy Goodman, it's been like five years, bro. Come on my podcast. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've got some legit guests on here. Jessica Hish again. These people are keeping me locked out. When did you talk to Jessica? I had not yet. That's what I'm saying. Jessica Hish. Is she coming on? Have you approached her? I, I reached out. I reached out to everybody. Should Originally, I, should I, was I DM like, Jessica right now? Just like, hey, come on. On the Ralph podcast, Jess, Jessica Hiss. I'm not going to do that. Vouch for me. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. No, but I found all you guys and it was like so cool. And then I um, 
By the way, Jessica Hansen, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I, pro- I probably did some awkward, e- weird email early on that was very clunky and haphazard. Oh. I probably like copied. This is the 2015 Rob? Yeah. This you're is, talking yeah, here? Yeah. 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 Gotcha. A lot of, lot of big pothead at the time, not really having my life together. And I feel like 2021 Rob could, could reach out and you could get a, I'm more refined now. a wide swath of guests, yes. including Tim and Jessica. Yes. Timothy was nice, though. He wrote, he wrote back. I think he had just got done doing a whole bunch of stuff. I have the book, by the way. I stole it from the library. What book? The one about the Sharpies. Oh, okay. I've always That's had cool. a thing for Sharpies. I, I, I think it's cool. Sorry, this is, cool. Going, this is going off the rails. But I found you, and I found Justin Genak, and then I got a job working at BuzzFeed. Uh, and then I kind of burrowed my way into your, your little tribe of people with Justin and all those different people and Claire Wasserman. Oh, oh, I love Claire. Shout out to Justin too. I saw him a few weeks ago at his birthday party. Ju- Justin, another person. Have me on your podcast, bro. Overshare. I'm a fan. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Uh, but you guys always inspired me and that's really what I'm getting at. Oh, that's really cool. It's a very cool. roundabout way of doing that. It's been a very self-serving way of doing it. Well, hey, Rob, you know, I got to say like you, you're really a community guy, which I've always loved about you. You Thank built the community around this the platform and this product and also this podcast. So, you know, kudos to you. You know, you have a large reach and also a large positive effect on the creative ecosystem. I think it's really good to inspire those coming in the door and also those that have come before us, those that come after us even, and and really set that table. So you're, you're a really cool dude to set a table. Thanks, man. Tell me about your awkward years before all the oh, that's a really good question. Accolades and I don't think we've ever talked about this. Ugh, accolades yeah. and shit. It's definitely the, the and shit part. I, back in the day when I was in my you know early early years, like really trying to find my way and also find my footing, and I didn't really know what the way in. I I was a big fan. I continued to still be a big fan of of Stephen Heller. Yeah, and Stephen Heller gave me my first job in the professional industry um, as an illustrator. I don't know if I ever told this on your pod. Did I tell this story on your pod? Maybe on the first one, but I, I've met him. I think because of you. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that'd was, be cool. That's awesome. That's cool. I'm done talking about myself, though. I, I have a little internal clock where it's like people are going to be. You're annoying. Oh, the if shit anything, out of this is a conversation. Stop talking, Rob. No, there's too much already. This I'm gonna, is a fifty. 50 I'm going to give a little bit more. But right now it's sixty forty. We're going fifty fifty. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I met Stephen Heller because of you. I loved him. He was awesome. He gave me a book. He told me like, he smacked me on the back with a book and gave me a free book on the way out. Oh, really? Smacked like, me on the back with and, a book and was like, "Good luck, kid." This was oh, fun. that's cool. Love what book Steve. was it though? His book. He he has like a he a, reached into a, a lot closet. Of books. Yeah, I think more than anyone. He. I remember he was the art just for some context. I feel like we're yes, Stephen Heller, yeah, no, art director at the yes. time, art director for the New York Times. Yes, at the time he was the art director for the book section of the New York Times, the book review, the best part. And he was yeah, and also hired a ton of illustrators every week. He was he was and is continues to be one of the uh, really great bringers in of people, and also like you know the first one to kind of hire a lot of. Um, you know, young illustrators, also really experienced illustrators, like super respected in the game, writes like five or six books a year. And, you know, I got my first start with him, my first uh, gig with him in 2006. It was right before he was about to leave, he was about to retire. I didn't know it at the time. And he gave me two illustrations. Uh, one was called uh, The Last Town on Earth. And that was an anthology series or a book of short stories about people that had uh, died through um, at the turn of the century through I, th- I think polio. It's like a spot, uh, uh, like a spot illustration. Kind it of was thing? a spot illustration, okay. yeah. It, but it was larger than a postage stamp. It was more like a three quarter, maybe. That's cool. Yeah, and then also I did an illustration about uh, severed stories. I think severance stories, and it was a, uh, also a anthology about people who had died by beheading. 
So it was two illustrations, and then the you way never know we're gonna get with the New York Times. Never know what you're gonna get with the New York Times. <laughs> and even last year, I actually did two gigs with them. Last year, I did an um, illustration for um, about returning to business post COVID, even though we're still very much in COVID kind of. And post COVID never came. <laughs> yeah, I know. And also like a return to the economy of 2008 because we were we were seeing similar trends in 2020 at the time, similar to the uh, housing uh, crash of 2008. So. Anyway, I say that to say, in 2006, when I first met Stephen Heller, the way I got his connection was you could call the New York Times and you could just get a list of their art directors. So I was told by some of my professors, and I was taking continuing ed classes, uh, classes, classes. I was doing clashes in classes at <laughs> SVA. Uh, they told me that you could just do this. So, and they also they recommended to me to reach out to uh, Stephen Heller, or just they just I kept hearing his name, um, like by some of my professors, like Liz Sales. Shout out to Liz Sales. She is a professor over at SVA, illustration professor. Shut Love up. Liz. Uh, if you are at SVA, I suggest you take her class because she's fantastic. And and uh, Stephen Heller gave me the time of day. I He picked up the phone when I called him because you could actually call people. And wow, I saw like everyone that was talking to me back when I was a freaking kid. And, back in my day. Uh, yeah, back in my day. You could actually pick up the phone and then they would actually uh, call you back. There is a piece of string and two cups. And if you <laughs> spoke loud enough. Exactly. You had to, to raise a pigeon from uh, babyhood and yeah. then you could fly it over to someone's house. Yeah. Yeah. So we, so I met with Stephen Heller and then I showed him my portfolio and he, he had very honest feedback in the moment. He said the pieces were good, said the pieces were bad. He liked one or two pieces and then he said hey uh, if i have any jobs for you give me your phone number give me email because i had an email at the time 2006 again um so uh he called me the next day and then i i remember i delivered to him two illustrations from a wednesday briefed on a wednesday and then delivered it on Saturday or Sunday. But the day that I had to deliver it was my sister's wedding day. Mm. I know so get this. Tell me you picked your sister's wedding day. No, I did. I did. So, you know, imagine this. I'm a young illustrator. I'm young creative. And I don't really have a process. I take too long to do everything. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of unsure of myself. And also, at the time, Stephen Heller didn't ask for sketches. So he was just like, just give me the thing. You know, just hear the specs. This is what it is. So I'm taking forever to make it. And I don't have my process down. And then I'm like sweating bullets. Nowadays, I'd be way more like together about it. Cut, yeah. yeah, I'd be like, oh, this is what it is. And then let's talk through it. If this isn't what you're looking for, how do we pivot? How do we fix this? It's all fine, right? And I can also uh, grab a meal and go to the gym and do my run and like live like a human being, right? But uh, I delivered. I didn't sleep the night before final delivery. And then I delivered that morning of my sister's wedding. It was a Saturday again because you have to go. It was a Sunday times right, for the book review. That's when it goes out. And then I, after my sister's wedding that day, put, put on my tuxedo, went to the wedding, and then I fell asleep immediately. I have no memory oh <laughs> of God. what the rest of the day was because I was still riding high on the my first New York Times illustration. That's amazing. Yeah. I actually got the New York Times for the first time in 2020. It still comes to my house. Admittedly, though, I don't, I don't always get around to it. It's kind of just like I'm just... I don't know if it's like I'm busy. I like you normally sure. work on the weekends, but 
You're a coastal elite. You, you want the New York Times at your house. <laughs> just for the flex, just to piss off my conservative neighbors. I have that shit just sit out there for a couple extra, couple extra. When you're in North Jersey, the New York Times is like a, it's a bold move. It's like it's, it's like a wearing, statement. It's a statement. It's like wearing a uh, Red Sox hat to a Yankee game. You're really uh, playing with fire. No, but it, it's so cool to see all the different um, illustrations in, in the New York Times and, yeah. and, and all of them, really. Um, I got to see uh, JC's um, had that one with all like the little American flag band-aids. And it's cool. Oh, it's, that was a great one. It's been really cool just to, to be flipping through like, you know, the most famous newspaper in the world. Yeah. I, I would, I would say probably, yep. right. You have to, you have to say the New York Times. Top three. Probably, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Definitely top, top five. Um, and to see my friends in there, it's really kind of, kind of cool. I was just going to say, it is really cool to see your friends like in the, in, living in the world in a different way because it's a completely different way to interact with your friend circle. The print makes it more legit. You've managed to like make shoes for like Kyrie Irving to have like your work in the New York Times to have your work be shown on MTV. I'm in the stage in my career where it's like, I hope to one day be able to do that. That would be fun. That would be a nice bucket list thing to have, right? You know what I mean? To to have that happen. But you've had a lot of that stuff happen. Right. What's it oh, like? What's it like when you get there? And now that you've achieved a certain level of success, like once you get those sort of like moments. Yep. Yep. What does that mean? Do you, does it fill the void? Because uh, I've heard like Seth Godin, for example, was like, yeah. Every time it happens, I go like spiraling out of control into depression because I had this thing of like what it would be, and then it's not, you know. That's a great question. Actually, that's a great question for anyone <laughs> that is, you know, listening in, also watching this, especially if you're in a creative space, because you're right. And I do admit this and I'm not really trying to flex, but you said it like I've been so fortunate to have a lot of these life changing moments and also to see uh, my work live in a lot of different spaces where you, I've seen I've had the experience of thinking of something, creating something. I'm seeing it live out in the world where I've, you know, ideated upon a pair of sneakers and then lived it through to seeing a kid out of nowhere wearing a pair of sneakers that I designed in I the street. I saw some kid wearing the shoes you made, the, ma- the, the macaroni ones. Oh, yeah. I saw some little kid wearing it. I was like, oh, my God, that's so See, cool. And yeah, that experience is amazing. I told him he didn't care. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, my friend made those shoes. He was like, "Get away from me! I have mace, and I will call." <laughs> so like, them. I, I will. will call the yeah, exactly. I will take my key and yeah. then to yeah. My well, you know Ahmed, our mutual friend Ahmed Clink. Shout out to Ahmed, my brother. Um, love Ahmed Clink. Love Ahmed. So Ahmed, he was shooting Wild and Out, right? He was shooting Wild and Out in Atlanta. This is a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic. Shout out Nick Cannon. Shout out to Nick Cannon. Shout out to Nick and the crew. Shout out to Conceited and Justina Valentine. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, also shout shout out to uh, my homegirl Candida Boyette, the executive producer of that. So they uh, open invite. Yes. Yeah, so she, no, he, uh, Ahmed was in Atlanta shooting, and uh, you know, and I brought Ahmed into the ecosystem, where uh, you know, so it's like my friend shooting on a. a project that i'm working on in a marketing capacity creating key art for and then the his uber to the hotel or to set had the pair of the of the foam posit little pennies in the trunk so he sends to me he's like yo look at these uh these little pennies in the trunk so it's like a surreal like oh wow you're in the project i asked you to be on where i you know that we're paying you for not paying you i don't want to bring it there but we're collaborating on for mtv i'm seeing this nike thing that I ex- am extremely proud of and uh, it was just like a convergence of thing but but to answer your actual question 
that doesn't really fill a void because I don't really feel much of a void anymore. You know, like mm. the the void or what the thing I was chasing before has changed. And is it like financial security or is it like the thing that's changed is, well, yeah, my my life has changed. And also the uh, I guess your, the perception of who my my output and also my career in the industry, that's changed. I mean, I'm, I'm much more of a known entity in the creative industry. Mm-hmm. So I, I do feel better about that. And I, I admit I don't have that much trouble trying to find a gig right now you know yeah um i'd say a lot more no's and i say yeses yeah and uh and the stuff that i actually do work on that's more for you know personal pleasure or personal um personal growth um things that i'm genuinely interested in and it's i i mean kind of in a generosity mode now where i feel that i want the, my output is is really it feeds my desire to you know kind of put good energy out in the world. Yeah. So it's not like a chase so much. It's more of like, I just want to, you know, Oprah, this whole thing. And just like, here, just make it rain. Right. Dope shit. Yeah. I think for me, the mental health side of things was critical. And I thought that was like the least important. It's like, no, no, like hustle, work on like your craft and mastery and all this different stuff. And a lot of it was kind of just like, talking to my therapist and getting a therapist and getting mental help and exercising and doing all these things and, and realizing the why in, in my life. And, and that was so uh, important. When I was in uh, getting pursuing my MFA over at School of Visual Arts, and shout out to them, I spent two years um, living in the dorms over at School of Visual Arts. And I was chasing the dream of being a professional creator. By that point, I'd done like a couple of things. It was one or two years after the New York Times. But the first year they got my New York Times gig with Stephen Heller, I made only $700 that year. I was so broke. Like, really, I, I look at my taxes now, like uh, my the back then. I was like, wow, right. this is insane how much money I was not And how making. old were you then? I was, it was 2006. So I was 25. Yeah, see, same. I was so broke then. But people, so they, they think you're supposed to be clear in like six figures by 25. And no, that's not how no, it works. No, if you want to possibly through a different career path. It's, right. It's a different scenario. So like, I think in the creative industry, I don't think. I know. But if you're broke, it's not it's not unusual to be broke no, in your mid No, it's not unusual. It's not unusual. Especially in the city. Yeah. And yeah. there's, and yeah, there's a whole, it's a whole thing. And you have to go through all these different, like, um, you know, you have to jump through a lot of ropes. You have to... You have to, you know, build a portfolio and like building that portfolio, it's something that never goes away mm-hmm. and you're always building, mm-hmm. you know, you're accumulating. So yeah, in my late twenties, I was really chasing and I was, I was staying awake all the time and you know, I, I, I have ADD too. So I, I was always just doing, 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 running, 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 going, going, going. Mm-hmm. And then it really took, I think the past what, like 12, 13, 14, 15 years for me to be more mature mentally, physically even, and kind of like find a new type of balance that accommodates my my personal lifestyle, my mental health, like what I perceive to be work-life balance. I'm much more fluid with these things. I used to be much more of a worrier back then. I'm less of a worrier now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, my, my skill set is much more attuned to what the needs for the day are, the creative needs. And I feel like, I feel much more dialed in. Like I, I, can, I, I can also get to 
a more dialed in space much faster now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and then you when, strike me as being someone, I, I mean, I, I know today, like we've just been being silly because we're friends yeah. and stuff like that. Like, and it's, you know, for anyone looking to hire rich, I think we're just like having fun, like being boys, having fun kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But I've seen like your serious dialed inside. Yeah. Like I've seen you on like work calls and stuff like that. As you made yeah. me sit there for like 35 minutes, but <laughs> it's a no, work call. There's yeah. money on the line. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It was cool. I found there, out there was commerce happening. I found out some like behind the scenes MTV shit. It was really cool. No, but, but <laughs> you, you strike me as really dialed in and I'm glad that I had friends like you to, um, to sort of help me to dial in a little bit more and, and recognize that in order to be a working professional, yeah. I kind of needed to get out of that sort of like oh, yeah. party life and focus more on, on things. Cause I think you could like have fun, but I was having all the fun and then just like shaking my fists at the industry, complaining on my podcast. Gotcha. Yeah. Those things combine eventually. Like you can still have fun, but also still work and take joy and pleasure from that. It becomes much more, um, uh, your, your personal flexibility in those, in those States. It, yeah. It adjusts over time. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do like one or two more questions yeah, here. Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, even though they haven't really been questions. Yeah, I know, in this highly structured this podcast. So far, th- th- thumbs up. Okay. Are you subscribing? Are we smashing those okay. like buttons? Yes. By the way, plug while I'm thinking of it, you're going to plug your... Oh, um, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. If everyone... Um, hey, what's up, y'all? Walker Hotel. Walker Hotel. Shout out to you. Uh, if you want to follow me, it's just at rich underscore TU on various social media channels. Rich underscore TU. Uh, Rich too, and also if you want to uh, check out my podcast, it's called First Generation Burden. Um, you can also find us on all major podcast platforms, and uh, our focus is on immigrants in the creative community. And uh, I'm currently off season, but I'll be recording new episodes again in 2021. So look out for that before the end of the year. And also, if you want to see some cool artwork, go to richtu.com. R C H T U dot com. That was so good. That was that sounded oh, was like yeah, that, that was perfect. Like, you could not get a better take of that. <laughs> I'm uh, Meet the Creatives. I'm Rob. Uh, Oh, hi, Rob. Hi. Uh, I'm Rob, and the name of my podcast, and this ties in with Rich too, the Instagram handle is Meet the Creatives NY. And I made that before I met Rich because I just thought to myself, and this is how small I used to think. I used to think that if I could, maybe if people from the New York City design scene see it says NY, then, and only then, Will I be able to live in the small little window of the New York design scene and maybe I will be accepted? And then they accepted me and they're like, no, you got to go international. And now we have listeners yeah. from all over. So no, that's true. Dream big, kids. That's the point of that. Can I ask a question? What what international markets or what countries do you find you have bigger uh, bigger audience in? And also, what's a surprising place that you have an audience? Love this question. First time I ever looked at the international map and saw all the different places where people were listening from. I didn't believe it. I thought thought there's no way. And then you're like, wait a second, this is the internet. And the internet is surprisingly international. So there's like a lot of people like listening from Brooklyn. Can we name that the the episode? The (laughs) internet is surprisingly international. Rich too, surprisingly international (laughs) with pasty white kid. Um, A lot of listeners from England. Shout out to England. That's it's, Shout out to England. Shout out to the UK. I did a lot I love of, London. Haven't been to London in a couple of years. A lot of listeners from Australia. I've, uh, I've re- reached out to... Uh, I had some, some cool people from Australia. A lot of... You know, uh, Gemma O'Brien. Of course, uh, of course. Some other really cool Aussies. Shout out to Andrew, Gemma. Andrew Fairclaw. All the, dude, Australia has like... Australia, Australia is Fly me off. out, son. I know you guys have lockdowns and stuff. When well, you're done, fly me out. Australia has some of the best designers 
and photographers. Shout out Julia Trotti. You know where you should record the next live episode of this? Where? Sydney Opera House. We're making it happen. Manifesting. That's awesome. They're locked down right now, though, but eventually. (laughs) Oh, I know. For real. They're they're like flying planes. They're like, get back in your house. Get back in your house. We're not there yet. We will be, though. No. I'm ready for the second lockdown. Well, also, well, unfortunately, their their prime minister didn't quite uh, order enough vaccines for them. So they How do don't, you botch that? Yeah, so they didn't, unfortunately. We've got some in America. There was a clerical seems, error. Seems like for whatever reason, people are good ones. on them. So, we have some yeah. questions. Uh, we have some extras. Yeah. I don't know, actually. Okay, so this is a very real question. When did it become cool to not get vaccinated? I, thought, I don't know. Yeah. Are you vaccinated? I'm vaccinated. Oh, were you? No. <laughs> Yo, every ounce of my being was like, are you vaccinated? But like, <clears throat> no, why? <laughs> <laughs> Immediately a cough just wanted to surface well, through. A little PSA, and this, uh, by the way, my apologies. I want to publicly apologize here to Susie and to Peter and everyone here at the Walker Hotel. I had got COVID. I think I probably had the Delta variant. Um, But it was... Was it a breakthrough case? It was a breakthrough case. Wow. Uh, Was going... I'm glad you're safe. Yeah, thank you. Glad you're okay. I was drinking coffee one day. I I have not talked about this in the podcast. We'll talk about it here since it's been a, you know... Oh, this is good content. This is really good content. Yeah. I'll make this like a, like a, a, a clip. Yeah. How I got COVID. Clickbait. You know what I'm saying? But I really did get it. So Actually, it's not, but yeah. it's, okay. it's not a bad idea, Rob. I was very... It's <laughs> a good idea for clickbait, actually. We're talking marketing. COVID just really gets the numbers up, no pun intended. How the host of Meet the Creatives got COVID. Yeah. How creatives can get COVID too. I shouldn't joke around about this. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, but I really want people to get vaccinated. And, and I want this to serve as, as a... <laughs> Way. Did I just get canceled? I'm pretty sure it just got canceled. Oh, well, fuck it anyway. Everyone's like not replying. You're telling a true story. It's so, a true story. It's a true story. And for anyone that's, that's out there that's considering getting the vaccine, allow me to use my platform of 30 people to talk about it. I got the vaccine early on. I was pretty much as early as I could. My wife somehow right. finagled us to get it. She's an educator. And I got in there and I was standing with a bunch of teachers and people who needed it probably more than I do. But I got it early on. <laughs> Was very cautious. One of the heroes, Rob. Was very cautious. <laughs> there could only be a few, and I was very cautious about it, militant about it. At some stages, I really kept my circle small. What kind did you have? What would you get? What kind of COVID? No, no. What kind of <laughs> Pfizer, Moderna? Nineteen. <laughs> I got Pfizer. Okay. Uh, no, no side effects. I know some people did. Yep. Uh, oh, I had side effects. Side effects. Listen. I know. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, well, we're telling a real story. And I'm, I'm Nothing happened pro-bats. to Rich. <laughs> I got it. No side effects. Just a little like arm hurt, whatever. Da, da, da. Then uh, one morning I'm having my, my morning coffee and uh, my black coffee, by the way, very New York move, iced coffee black. That's what real men do. Sometimes I'll go with creamer though if I'm feeling. Put a little bit of cinnamon in there. As I've gotten older, I've, I've kind of mellowed myself. We're almost done. I swear to God, Lisa. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna end with the COVID story here, <laughs> and uh, I, I, it feels weird to be laughing about this, but it's just you know I'm just trying to give some some levity no, in, a, in, sure. a, in a dark situation. I don't I don't I don't think it's a dark, you're talking about recovery yeah. and also yeah. you're here sitting we're sitting together as healthy people, which is a good thing. Hopefully, uh, so, so we <laughs> so I couldn't. I was trying to save you. I Rob. couldn't taste my coffee. <laughs> to help you I'm out trying to cancel that. myself, honestly, and then. Uh, I couldn't taste my coffee. It tasted like water. I went to go get a rapid test, and my doctor was basically like, <laughs> like just out, seasonal allergies. Like, you're totally fine. And then I was cool, so I went back to work, and then I got a call at work, and it's like, hi, this is from like the, you know, 
the the new the state of New Jersey Health Department. And I was like, uh-huh, yeah. I don't have COVID. I don't know what this is about. What kind of scam is this? They're like, you do have COVID. Oh, wow. And I was like, wait, who is this? They're like, the Department of Health. This is the state of New Jersey. Your PCH, PCR? Yes, your PCR. The important one came back and was positive. Positive, okay. You need to leave your job right now. Wow. Tell everyone you know. Wow. And, I, and then all of a sudden... I, I went inward and I could feel it in my brain. I was like, oh my God, this is COVID. Like, the, like this is COVID. Right. And it felt very scary, yes. very anxiety inducing. But, but gratefully, you had the vaccine. So, I had the vaccine, so it wasn't not that bad. I had no, of a case. And I know I'm just one person, and I know that this doesn't apply to everybody, but I had no respiratory effects. I have no long COVID. I got my smell back within like, uh, and then this is not true for everyone. I've talked to some people that don't, but I got my smell back like right away, um, which was good. That was very scary. That's good. I love to smell the smell and coffee and everything. I my, love the smell of coffee. You want to know how bad it was with the sense of smell? I yeah. put a, a thing of Vicks up to my nose, like extra strength Vicks. And I was like, <laughs> by the way, it's an awkward sound to have in the audio and, and nothing. Well, you're just making it real for everybody. <laughs> what was your what was your um, uh, isolation situation? Crazy. If the Walker Hotel doesn't have me back after this, I will totally understand. <laughs> did your did your wife get it too? She did not get it. Oh wow! So okay. that's pretty cool. That's I don't cool. I don't know if that means that but it's also less she had transmissible. The vaccine. That, that also yeah, but but again, she had, she had the vaccine. She had the vaccine. Go get the fucking vaccine, people. There, so what is there, wrong with see, you? See, we've closed the loop. Yeah, <laughs> get the vaccine. Here's the thing: <laughs> if you if you don't want to get the vaccine, you're an idiot. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. This has been Meet the Creatives. <laughs> Smash that like button. Yeah, one star me. <laughs> no, Hopefully. For- <laughs> oh, my God. Is there- <laughs> no, they will say. Is, it, is this how you picture this going? <laughs> no, not at all. No, but this is, this is a good conversation. But this is what I think is interesting. I think that what we have in terms of COVID the, is serious, though. I'm not COVID is super serious. And uh, my parents I know, people, I know a lot of people that have died from it, actually. I, it's same. Not, actually, same. I, I had not like a lot, but enough to be like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. I mean, during the holiday season, it was scary. My parents yeah. got COVID during the holiday season. My dad got COVID, too. Yeah, and I didn't see them. This is my first Christmas I haven't spent <gasps> with my parents, like, ever. That's so depressing. Yeah, it was sad. We, I, I took two weeks off and I was like, wow, what do I do? I'm, I'm in, a, I'm in a Brooklyn here with me and my, my fiance and we're just going to hang out in our apartment. I'm not working, so I'm, I'm not going to be in the office where I'm just on my Zooms all day, right? Uh, so you know what I did do for Christmas, though? Christmas in this Hawaii. Is how, Tell this, me you did Christmas in Hawaii. No, I did not. I went to New Jersey. And uh, taking it back to the brand and also ending on an upswing post-COVID. We went to American Dream. And then I rode on roller coasters at the Nickelodeon theme park for an entire day. I've been there. It's very fun. Oh, it's super fun. Also, it's like eight roller coasters in a small room, like a small warehouse. And they're fun. I hate roller coasters. Gotcha. I, lo- I like I, lo- I'm, I love adrenaline. Yeah. Shout out Nickelodeon. Shout out Viacom Shout out to Nickelodeon. CBS. Shout out to SpongeBob. Shout out to Ninja Turtles. Stephen Colbert. Shout out to Stephen Colbert. Shout out to The Mountain. Love that commercial. Great, Shout out to Great Paul- spot, by the way. Paramount, the, like the, oh, yeah. the streaming service. Really great spot. Of all the Super Super Bowl commercials, I hated all of them. That was that, Joker 5. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Joker 5. Shout out. I think we're done. I think we're, we're <laughs> Are we done? <laughs> <laughs> On that. On that, go to American Dream. Make sure you check out the American Dream theme park. Support Viacom, CBS. They're an <laughs> up-and-coming company. 
<laughs> they're just a uh, yeah, young group of upstarts that are I think just trying to find their way in the world. They have a bright future at Viacom CBS. <laughs> no, but for real though, uh, shout out to the brand. I love it. Yeah. Dude, this has been so much fun. I love you, dude. Love you too, bro. That's how that works. Uh, are we going to go to Wohop? Do we still have time? Are we still, is this happening? Yeah, let's go. Let's go get some meat. Actually, you know what we should do? Canal Street Market. I'm really set on Wohop. So You're really set on Wohop? That's a sit-down experience. Like, what's, what's Canal Street Market? Canal Street Market are you, is... Are you taking me to some sort of like walk through thing where where you can dispose of me this no. this is how he Canal is this, <laughs> wow what a turn i I'll thought get, we were ending in such a positive I'll get by myself Rich. no thank you to the walker Canal Street market is a great qsr um style like we do can, they have chinese bro- food there yeah they've bro do they have chinese food at canal street market yeah yeah everybody is it in chinatown yeah it's like literally right off the block I have a, I have a, I have like a fantasy where I, I, I live like a rush hour. Yeah. I don't know if this is cultural appropriation okay. in a room full of two Asian people. I don't know if I should say this, but I, I, I want to. <laughs> Go on. We'll gauge. Me and Lisa are judging you right <laughs> now. Me, me and Lisa are looking at you right now. Will I get canceled? Yeah. Uh, Things not to say in a room full of Asian people I know. in we'll, three. We'll, we'll see two, at the end of this podcast. <laughs> I want, I want, I want to live in rush hour uh, not yeah, rush Wait, hour. Which one? Which one? There's, there are the worse first ones. one where, where he where he goes to the, the Chinese convention center. Sure, I'm pretty sure, sure Chinese. Sure, sure, sure. I'm not sure. I'm culturally appropriating all over the place here. When he slides down like the little banner thing, I want to do that. That's my fantasy. Like, oh, hang. I think that's the second one. That's the first one. I, I thought sure? I thought so too. Just rewatch it. Shout out HBO Max. Sorry to Paramount. <laughs> he drops off the thing. He falls, and then Chris Tucker comes with like the little thing, and he slides down. That's I mean, my that's, that's my dream. That's a great uh, well look. That's a great uh, action adventure film. That's how I picture Chinatown in in my head, and then I came here and I was severely disappointed. <laughs> oh, now you're canceled. Okay, <laughs> that's it. All right, we're, we're gonna. Well, we're, hey, yo, I want to say yes, Rob. I appreciate you. This has been a dope experience as always. This I is love- what the coastal elites do. Watch, watch, watch <laughs> shower me with yeah, compliments. Yeah, exactly. If you're only coastal elites have so conversations grateful. like these. I'm so grateful to have you as a friend. <laughs> uh, honestly. Our friendship is so wholesome and so real, and your vulnerability speaks volumes about you. Bravo for you in this podcast, as it helps to enable our culture. This has been the best episode of Meet the Creators ever. Oh, holy shit. You not, we're done? Oh, no, we can be done. Oh, yo, uh, follow me at rich underscore tu on various social media His channels. His self-esteem depends on it. Boom. Mine yeah, too. My self-esteem and also my ego depends on it. All right. We're All done. Right. Love you guys. Walker Hotel. Thank you. That's an hour even. Perfect. Shout out to Walker Hotel. Shout out to Walker Hotel. Dude, absolute chaos. Oh.